0: Into the arms of Davis, and a superior team all season long, was the superior team tonight. And the Kentucky Coronation is complete. Champions
1: 2012. Benny Snell needs five yards to break Sonny Collins' career rushing record. They give it to Benny, straight ahead, ten, five, touchdown! all-out Kentucky podcast. Welcome in to the all-out Kentucky podcast, your home for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football program. I am your host, AJ Bradley, and I am joined as always by my brother and co-host, Sam Bradley. On today's episode, we will recap the Cats' seventh loss on the season as they fall victim to a desperate Kansas Jayhawks team, and then we'll get everyone ready for the matchup Tuesday night with the Ole Miss Rebels as Kentucky has a quick turnaround. We'll cap off the episode with our A-O-K college basketball picks for the week, and Sam will update you on the standings between the two of us as we are now five weeks into the conference slate. We begin in Lexington, though, as the Kentucky Wildcats' four-game win streak was snapped at the hands of the Kansas Jayhawks, who get their revenge, winning by a final score of 77-68. to The city was buzzing, the fans were rowdy, but unfortunately, the team could not find a way to secure a victory. The Cats fought hard, but ultimately did not have an answer for one of college basketball's best players and Jalen Wilson as he poured in 22 points and hit some big shots down the stretch. And Sam, we're going to switch it up a little bit today. Before I go any further, I'd like to get your analysis. So what were the biggest contributing factors can, in Kentucky's loss? And what is the number one thing that you think needs to be cleaned up moving forward from this game?
0: Yeah, thanks for bringing us in there, AJ. Another tough loss for the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, I'll urge our listeners to maybe step back off the ledge if you're out there still because as a as a loyal Kentucky Wildcats basketball fan I want to extend my hand out to you guys and realize that this was a tough loss but the world for Kentucky is not coming to an end AJ it's it's tough it stings this was a game that I think you and I and the rest of Big Blue Nation desperately wanted for numerous reasons they're an arch rival they are a team that we unfortunately are chasing in the all-time win category and it would have been a heck of a resume builder for the Kentucky Wildcats I mean out of the two teams I know Kansas was coming off of a three-game losing skid AJ but the Kentucky Wildcats needed this more for their resume than Kansas did at home in the season so it's a difficult one to drop especially at home after we had one of the best crowds in recent memory of Rupp Arena. It was truly incredible. Got to give a big shout-out to Big Blue Nation for all of the students and fans that showed up because it was an awesome atmosphere. But, you know, we, we just didn't get enough done, AJ. And truthfully, I've got to tip my cap to the Kansas Jayhawks. They, unfortunately, were the better team. And I've got to be the one to admit it, AJ. It's just It's plain and simple. I think what stings the most for me personally is knowing that we're good enough to beat that team, A.J., and we showed it, and we hung in there, and, you know, we're coming down the stretch, and you work your way back, and you're only down one, A.J., but, again, Kansas made some big-time plays and big-time shots down the stretch. So let's dive into maybe the biggest things that weighted the Kentucky Wildcats down from being able to lift themselves into – the win category. But for me, AJ, comes down to a couple of key factors. Number one, rebounding. It's really disappointing to look at the stack category for this game, AJ, and witness a fact that we were actually out rebounded thirty four to twenty nine, AJ. That should not happen. We we went into this game knowing that we had an edge on the boards with Oscar Sheepway and their lack of forwards and bigs down low to be able to neutralize them. And I will say Oscar goes out there and grabs nine boards. He's on the verge of another double-double. He still is able to eat, but you kind of have to give some credit to these those Kansas Jayhawks, AJ, for limiting the potency of what Oscar was able to do, especially on the offensive boards, AJ. We come away as a team that was coming into this game, AJ, as the number one offensive rebounding team in the entire country, Oscar only grabs two offensive boards, AJ. It's it's tough, man. I mean, they outclassed us offensively grabbing rebounds, and it's it's disappointing. It's tough to swallow the fact that we got out-rebounded, but they had a total team effort that went into that, AJ, and they really fought hard on the glass, and they had a game plan, and they executed it well. And that's easier said than done, AJ, because every opponent for the Kentucky Wildcats in the entire country knows that when they step on the court against Kentucky, they have to rebound the basketball and they have to try to limit Oscar Sheepway. Not many have been successful. None of which, actually, this year, AJ, have been as successful, in my honest opinion, like the Kansas Jayhawks. Oscar has had lower rebounding games this year. But that was a different story, especially when we walked into Alabama, A.J. He was limited because of time because he was on the bench due to foul trouble. So this was a, a totally different beast. That was definitely a, a major factor in the fact that we just didn't get enough offensive rebounds to be able to, you know, win the second-chance battles. And I knew going into that, that was going to be a huge factor. We said it in our pregame preview, A.J., but Kansas is a team that – has found a way to rebound the basketball effectively, especially offensively, and knock down those second shots. The next biggest thing, AJ, to me, you ain't got to be no genius for this. Our on-ball screen defending, AJ, was at times atrocious. And I'll say, we we made enough plays. We strung together enough, enough stops to find ourselves late in the game, down one, despite at times the lack of our defense efficiency in the high ball screen and you know it's it's tough i think um there's a couple of factors but at the end of the day bill self and those kansas jayhawks had a game plan coming into the game and he said we're going to have to put kentucky in that high ball screen and hope that it works out that's all they did aj for large portions of the game and you know, Bill Self looked at it, and, and I looked at the analytics behind it, AJ. They scored 24 points strictly from the high ball screen. I mean, that's that's extremely difficult. It's disheartening to the fact that a team was able to identify our weakness and really just hammer home at it and ultimately lead them to a victory. So, you know, that that's got to receive some adjustments and some fixes going forward if we want to win tough basketball games like that. I mean – These things that I'm pointing out, A.J., are the difference between winning a basketball game like that and being in a game like that. Because we were in a game like that against a, a top opponent in the entire country and an amazing atmosphere. Unfortunately, we didn't string together enough plays to get the victory. The next big thing I'll say, A.J., is, again, you just can't miss them all. I mean, shooting 2 for 13 from 3-point range, 15% on the game, as our opponent shoots 6 for 16, AJ, at thirty-five or 37% clip, it's a difference in the point differential, AJ. I mean, we just can't miss them all, and we really did have some open looks. And I get that some of these guys on our team right now are struggling and I don't need to name drop or anything, but it's disappointing that we've had a couple of games in a row, AJ, where opponents have been able to double team Oscar and he has effectively passed out of it. And we have really learned to share the basketball and make that extra pass. And I will say Out of all the the negatives that I'm saying prevented us from winning, that is going to continue to put us in positions to win basketball games, AJ. However, you got to knock down those shots. And I'm not saying we got to go out there and shoot the lights out of the gym and hit 50 plus percent of our threes. But even 30% of our threes, AJ, if they would have fallen, it would have maybe been a different scenario come down the stretch for the Kentucky Wildcats. And we might have been the ones with the lead down the stretch where Kansas was trying to fight back and make those big-time shots. So it's it's disappointing, but I will say as long as we can start knocking down those shots, I'm not upset or Worried about the type of looks that we are currently getting AJ we're making that extra pass and even Oscar finishes with a solid four assists on the night. He was able to distribute the ball out of those double teams and really have himself a, a productive night. I mean AJ 18 points nine rebounds four assists, a steal and a block. That's not too much to complain about. I wish we had gotten more production elsewhere from some key scores across the board, but I would say the last thing that really jumped out to me, A.J., unfortunately, down the stretch was our perimeter defense. I thought we actually did a healthy job throughout the night deciding when and when not to go under the ball screens. I think late in the game, A.J., we started to almost fall asleep at the wheel, if you will. I will admit they made some very tough baskets down the stretch to win that basketball game, A.J. However, I went back, I watched this tape, I was upset at it. I was upset in the moment, and I remember texting you, so I needed to double-check myself and fact-check it. And I will admit, down the stretch, A.J., we did exactly what I was worried about doing when I mentioned it in the pregame preview, A.J. I said we cannot put ourselves in these scenarios where it's late in the shot clock, and we let them beat us from deep because we're kind of falling asleep. That's exactly what they did, and they put the daggers right in these Kentucky Wildcats at home. They drained the clock down the stretch. They hawked up a couple of threes that were difficult shots, mind you, but our hands were down. Check the tape. Our hands were down, and it was late in the shot clock, and that's exactly what Bill Self and those Jayhawks wanted to do because that prevented us from being able to have the luxury of time on our side, and i got to admit it, they nailed some big-time shots it was a mixture of a few things, AJ. It's it's the difference between winning and losing. We we always talk about it. The, the margins are razor thin, especially when you're playing a top contender in the entire college basketball realm right now. So, you know, I'm proud of the way we fought. I'm proud of the way that we played. And we brought the energy right from the get-go, AJ. That was not an issue. The way we started was terrific and I was proud of the way we were running the floor and that's some of the issues I had as the game went on we just we kind of went away from some of the things that were working best I mean you pointed out to me right when the game was starting AJ but Chris Livingston was running the floor and attacking the basket and he was in a full aggressive mode and he He reaped the benefits, AJ. He grabbed eight quick points for the Kentucky Wildcats, and we were able to show that we could run against this Kansas Jayhawks team. That kind of dwindled away as the game went on, AJ, and we really stepped away from some of the things that were working best and some of the lineups that were working best for us. And I think you got to kind of tip your cap to the Kansas Jayhawks because they were able to dictate what lineups for the Kentucky Wildcats were out there. I, I I'm not going to say that that's John Calipari's fault, but I will tip my cap and say Kansas made us play with some different lineups that we probably shouldn't have run with, given the way we were able to find success early in the game. But for me, AJ, those are a couple of things that stuck out. For you, is this a game where you also want to extend your hand to these Kentucky Wildcats fan and say, hey? the world's not ending it's a tough loss that i wish like hell we could get back and put in the w column are you saying yeah there's some there's some real concerns because if the kentucky wildcats want to beat teams like this and make a run in march this is these are the types of things that are going to have to happen aj to get to that next level and i feel like we're just under it so what's your honest take
1: yeah sam so here's the thing i uh, for me And, you know, I kind of hinted at it a little bit on the preview to the Kansas game. I didn't want to go way too much into it and distract from the game itself. Um, But here's the thing. Kansas is a really good basketball team, and they had lost three games in a row. And that's because they play in a conference where you really don't have many off nights. And going on the road and winning... Is very, very difficult. Winning at home in that conference is difficult. Winning on the road is even more difficult. And so, you know, you look at their season-long metrics and how they've played and how they've performed, and they've been one of the best teams in the country. So you see them coming off this three-game losing streak. I mean, they made it known on the broadcast. They beat it to death. Bill Self has never lost four games in a row under Kansas. And, you know, I think you were asking a ton of the Kentucky Wildcats to win this basketball game on Saturday. I know it was at home. I know we were on the win streak, and I know that they had lost three in a row. But when you really look at that game, Sam, that was a lot to ask of the Kentucky Wildcats. You're playing a top-five team in the entire country who's desperate and who hadn't been shooting particularly well outside of Jalen Wilson for a couple of games in a row, and it was about time that they're – averages started to go back to to normal instead of where they were and that's where you saw Dwan Harris comes out and hits two three-pointers and you get KJ Adams going 8 of 9 from the field and so I think we have to put this in perspective and just realize that yes we were all fired up we wanted to win I wanted to win I thought we could get it done Sam I really did I took him in our picks I thought we would be able to do it but There's no shame in what happened on Saturday, and we can talk about a million things, Sam. Oh, well, Jacob went out with two fouls, and we had to play a different lineup, and oh, well, you know, we didn't do the ball screen defense well enough, and we let up 20-plus points there 100%, and we didn't rebound the ball effectively and, well, we got out in transition early and we didn't get to do it late. And that's more of the game flow in it, in its it of itself. And, hey, maybe we should have gotten the ball down to Oscar a few more times and put some more pressure on him. Those are all very fair points, right? But to me, this game comes back down to just a couple of things, Sam. And one was our inability to hit free throws in the first half. And we had been so good at free throws lately. And I guess on that end, we were due for some regression back to our mean where we don't hit – as many of them, and you kind of saw that all unfold in the first half. And, I mean, we got out to such a hot start, right? We're getting out in transition. We're putting the pressure on them. But they get a couple guys who start hitting some shots that they haven't hit in a couple games, and they're able to keep it close. And then we don't hit those free throws in the first half. And then, Sam, you kind of already pointed it out, but two of 13 from the three-point line for the Kentucky Wildcats. You can't tell me that 12 of those 13 weren't good open looks. And so you'll take those shots, and so while we can talk about a million things, Sam, it was our inability to hit shots from the free throw line in the first half and hit three-pointers all game long, and that's what you open yourself up to is a desperate team who has a chance as they're fighting through it, and then, boom, you get hit with a couple dagger threes late in the game, and you can't recover from it, so... You know, Kentucky hits a couple more shots in that game, Sam, and we're singing a whole different tune. So I think people just need to realize, like, hey, guys, you're playing a really good basketball team and a really well-coached basketball team. Sometimes they're going to focus on your flaws, and they're going to exploit those. And even in that happening, the Kentucky Wildcats still had a chance to win this basketball game, Sam. And so I think that's what we should take away from this is, hey, there's no moral victories. We lost the game, right? but you can build on this and, and the season's not over. Nobody's writing you off and telling you you can't do anything because you lost to the Kansas Jayhawks. Okay. Add us to the list of teams who have lost to the Kansas Jayhawks this year. Okay. Cause it's long. They are a good basketball team and there's no shame in what happened. And like I said, you, we can nitpick all of it all day long, but that's kind of where I'm at. Just a few things that we didn't particularly do well in this game ultimately ended up costing us. And, uh, the one positive, I will say, outside of, of those sort of things is I just wanted to highlight one player, Sam, and that's Cason Wallace. I mean, you talk about putting on a primetime performance against a team like that. Sam, 14 points, six rebounds, five assists, five steals, and a block. He was a menace on the defensive side of the ball, doing a great job attacking on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, we've talked about it. He kind of had an off game, and, and now he's come back. But I think we're on the verge of him just completely becoming a star. And that could be the development that this team needs to take them down the stretch and have some success. Is him just playing at an absolute elite level, Sam, because he can be one of the best guards in the entire country if he plays like that against Kansas and continues with that. So look for some more consistency with him. And then I think everything else, Sam, The shots will start falling in some of these games. It's not going to be like that every game, okay? Because we lost, some of those things get completely magnified as to what we didn't do well in the game. But, Sam, we did enough things well in the game to win the game. We just didn't hit the shots or make the stops down the stretch. And I think John Calipari kind of made that point clear after the game, too. You know, he never said, like, oh, well, I didn't think, like, he was, like, the decisions he was making is because he had full belief in the fact that we would win the game and ultimately it didn't end up happening. So you can go back and second guess everything that you want to, but you know, it is what it is. And so I think for us, it's time to move on, Sam. And before we get to this Ole Miss game, okay, I just, I just want to bring something up real quick for everybody, because I think it's just an important conversation to have. And we don't have to spend long on this, Sam, but I think we have a big opportunity in front of us for the rest of the season, okay? Let's take a look real quick at our schedule for the remaining season, okay, Sam? Because I just want to paint a picture for you all, all right? So obviously, Kentucky is going on the road at Ole Miss Tuesday night coming home versus Florida, home versus Arkansas, at Georgia, at Mississippi State, home versus Tennessee, at Florida, home versus Auburn, home versus Vanderbilt, home versus Ar- or away versus Arkansas. Now I think all of those games are winnable games for the Kentucky Wildcats. So, you know, we we've, we've been talking about building up to March all season, Sam, right? And what do you have to do in March to be able to cut down the nets? you have to have a six game winning streak, right? And the Kentucky Wildcats to this point have not gone on a six game winning streak. And I, it seems kind of crazy, but to me, it's something that I think is important that you have to do at one point during the season to just prove that you can win that many games in a row and you can stack those wins. The closest Kentucky has gotten this season is they've had four wins in a row and they've done it twice, Sam. The first time end of November, beginning of December, North Florida, Bellarmine, Michigan, and Yale. Those were the four wins. Second time, right before the Kansas loss, Tennessee, Georgia, a and and Vandy. Now that second win streak, it's got, it's got a lot more substance to it than that first one does, Sam, okay? And it's also right in our rearview mirror. So I just outlined that, that, that schedule that we got there, right? 10 left, five on the road, Five at home. Sam, if we think Kentucky's going to go get a win at Ole Miss, I think now's the time that they could do this. At Ole Miss, home versus Florida, home versus Arkansas, at Georgia, at Mississippi State. And that would be five in a row. And then you'd have a chance to get your sixth win in a row at home against the Tennessee Volunteers and go 2-0 against them this year. So, Sam, all I want to say is I think we have a massive opportunity In front of us, let's see if the Kentucky Wildcats at some point can string together six wins in a row. Because if I think they can do that, we're going to be cooking with some gas once we get to that NCAA tournament. But obviously, 10 games left, five on the road, five at home, a long way to go. They're going to have to stack together some wins here now without the possibility of them either being a very low seed in the tournament or just not even making it at all. You know what I mean? So... Huge, huge, crucial time, and it all starts, Sam, Tuesday night. We got Ole Miss on the schedule, and this is what you love about college basketball season. You do not have time to sit there and lick your wounds. You have to move on, get ready for the next opponent, and that is exactly what we are going to do here on the All Out Kentucky Podcast, because Tuesday night, the Kentucky Wildcats travel to Oxford, Mississippi to take on the Ole Miss Rebels inside the pavilion Kentucky opens tonight as a 6.5 point favorite and a total on the game sitting at 135.5. This is a game that Kentucky cannot afford to lose, so they will need to be sharp against a desperate team looking for only their second win in conference play. It's been quite the struggle in the SEC for the Rebels as their lone win comes against South Carolina, but the one thing that, you, that did catch my eye with this team is their schedule. They challenge themselves in non-conference games with matchups against Oklahoma, Memphis, Florida Atlantic, UCF, and Oklahoma State, while also having to deal with Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, and Missouri so far in conference. So they are no stranger to quality opponents. And that's exactly what they'll get when the Wildcats come to town. Despite the loss to Kansas, Kentucky has made massive strides over the last previous two weeks and offers quite the challenge for Ole Miss, who have only beaten one quality po- quality opponent all year, which ironically is the now 21-1 Florida Atlantic Owls back on November 11th. Sam, the Rebels are coming off a blowout loss to Oklahoma State where they did not have leading scorer Matthew Morrell and point guard Deshaun Ruffin and were absolutely dominated on the interior, a problem that has plagued them when at full strength. Let's assume for this conversation that both players will be available. The Rebels still have no size down low and will need to find a way to handle Oscar Shibuya in this one. Outside of the mismatch down low, Sam, what are the areas the Kentucky Wildcats can attack in this matchup? And then what do we need to do defensively in this one to come away with a W?
0: Yeah, I mean, now's the opportunity, AJ. There's there's really not enough runway for the Kentucky Wildcats to try to land this 747 with a couple more skids, AJ. I mean, let's be honest, you broke it down perfectly, and I'm glad you brought up the remaining schedule, because no matter what, it's got to start here. If we want to string together a six-game win streak, AJ, no matter what, Tennessee's Smack dab in the middle of that, so we're gonna have to beat them. So let's just start this thing off right here, right now, and let's beat this old miss team. Who I'm telling you, they're a lot better than their 9 and 12 and 1 and 7 conference record. AJ, when you bring up strength of schedule, they have the sixth hardest strength of schedule in the entire country. Now, that kind of shows obviously that they haven't been able to find valuable wins against really strong opponents. However, that means they're battle tested and they are a team that can go strong against anyone in the country, AJ. So this is not a walkover. This is not a, you know, lollygag effort and you come away with a win. We saw what happens when you cannot get yourself up for an SEC opponent, AJ. This team's only win is against that team that the Kentucky Wildcats found themselves flat and boom, they found themselves a loss. So we got to respect our opponent. And one thing that's going to be extremely critical, A.J., is what the Kentucky Wildcats need to do to get a win. And I know you said aside from what Kentucky needs to do down low, but that's exactly what the Kentucky Wildcats need to do, A.J. They need to get the ball into Oscar Sheepway because that man's about to eat. I'm telling you this could be a huge recipe for a massive game for oscar sheetway down low it's going to be unique in what the ole miss rebels try to replicate from some of the other teams that have found success against this kentucky wildcats team aj but i'm telling you regardless if they bring the double if they bring the triple they don't have the size to be able to clog not only his scoring opportunities but his ability to pass out aj that that's the biggest difference because like you said this team does lack some size they they Gain some ability in other areas because their forwards are able to stretch the floor, able AJ, and they're able to knock down some deep shots with their big guys. So that's going to be unique that they're going to be able to stretch out offensively away from the basket. And when you mean when you mentioned some of their guard play and Matthew Merrill, barring that he's not out and that he is available aj this is a guy that can go out and get you 15 points a night that he's averaging and he's fully capable of going for 20 plus on any given night i mean he's a guy that can break you down at all three levels he's not necessarily the best three-point shooter but he's got enough in the bag to be able to keep you as a threat aj and realistically he gets downhill he gets to the line and he gets fouled aj and he kind of works his game out i really like the style of play that he plays with but more so aj when you ask the question what does kentucky need to do defensively that's honestly the most vital question because this team gets out and runs with the best of them aj their pace of play is extremely impressive and they have found success at times by of which the way they run the basketball court, A.J. They've outscored their opponents 277 to 155, a 64% success rate when they are out and running in transition, A.J. So that's a top 10 offense in the country when you look at it at those analytics, A.J. So that's something to keep in mind. This is a Kentucky Wildcats team that obviously – is well outside the adjusted 100 as far as possessions per game. We're actually bottom 10 in the entire country, AJ. So we're going up against a team that plays a totally different style of basketball that's going to want to get out and run. I'm not saying we can't. We've shown so much opportunity this year when the Kentucky Wildcats do want to get out and run. They're extremely effective. But this is going to be a effort in these Kentucky Wildcats that has to be full court and Every second of play, A.J., because if you fall asleep and they're getting easy baskets in transition, easy baskets after made shots, after long threes, then they are going to be able to hang around and they may just make enough shots, A.J., to upset the Kentucky Wildcats. So that's going to be a massive piece. The next big thing is, for me, A.J., this is an Ole Miss team that has a shockingly – effective defense shockingly it's all their woes aj like you alluded to really come down from the fact that they get dominated in the post because of the lack of bigs that they run the court with however they're averaging only allowing their opponents 67 points per game aj they they've held let's see 10 of their opponents under 70 points this year, AJ. I mean, this is a team that can really get after you, and they're tenacious, and they get up into you. The only inability that they have is to guard the low post. So I'll go back to it, AJ. I know that we're going to have to do some various things throughout this game to, to find ourselves in the win category again. However, it's hard for me to look away from our opportunity down low. And I'm sure that's exactly what Ole Miss is packaging together to say, hey, Kentucky knows what they got to do, so let's put something together. Let's double, let's show them some things that Oscar Sheboy has may not seen this year so far to really make him struggle. But I will say until that's broken for the Kentucky Wildcats, you ain't got to fix it. Put the ball in your big man's hands and play through him because he has really developed the last couple of weeks his ability to be able to pass out of the double team and find his open guard. Really want to see us make sure that we're utilizing Oscar Sheepway down low. But, I mean, look, AJ, this is a team in the SEC that's struggling. You cannot afford at this point in the season to Walk in against Ole Miss and lay an egg. So the biggest thing in my honest opinion, AJ, is you have to go in there and you gotta play with a lot of energy and a lot of tenacity. Because if this is a team that finds themselves close and late in game, they they have the ability to win. I'm I'm just saying that. And they really do keep games close. I mean they got blown out by Oklahoma State, AJ, but A lot of these games that they're in with Mizzou, with Arkansas, they found a win against South Carolina, with Georgia. When you break down their film, AJ, they're in it late. They might end up losing by 8 or 10 points, but that's not indicative of the effort that they put out on the court. They're in these games, AJ. So we really have to play with a lot of energy. And the last thing I'll say is let's get back in the rebounding category it's not a major concern however you don't want other teams to start tasting and smelling the blood in the water kansas was able to package together something that a team hasn't been able to do with undersized guards and forwards we went into the game thinking that we should automatically win the rebounding battle they were able to do it with a guy with a team that doesn't have a guy over 6-8 basically aj so you know you don't want any other teams to be able to say, hey, this team, you know, if you're able to shut Oscar Sheway down, you're able to rebound them, which is a huge key indicator of, you know, likely who comes away with a win, AJ. So let's get back in there, let's play with energy, and let's rebound the ball effectively. And I think, honestly, that's going to be mostly enough to win this basketball game. Give us the other things that the Kentucky Wildcats have to do effectively to be able to – string their first win together on hopefully this run that we can go on on the back end of the season
1: yeah sam i i appreciate all that you said i think that you broke that down very well i mean those <laughs> this game's just kind of funny to me i mean they you look at this team from ole Miss; it, it's it's like i can't wrap my mind around it they've lost all these games but yet i, I know that they're not a bad team and They've just kind of gone through the gauntlet, but then you you break down the numbers on this team, Sam, and it, it's insane to me. Like Offensively, they can struggle to score at times, and that's really been one of their big downfalls this season. I mean, 291st in effective field goal percentage, 257th in turnover percentage, 328th in three-point percentage. They are literally one of the worst teams in all of college basketball at shooting the three. But you want to know what they do? They offensive rebound at a top 30 rate in all college basketball. So they understand, Sam, who they are. They know they're undersized, but they will still attack you. They will attack you and they will attack you. And then if you try to lay down, they will attack you some more. So you have to pay attention to that. You have to give a complete team effort rebound and get back to what made us so successful those previous four games. That's what Kansas did against that us, that which made them very successful in limiting the second chance points. We have to go out there and team rebound at a higher clip in this game to be able to come out successful, Sam. And then I think with their defense, they are going to just pack it in. They're going to pack in the paint and they're going to throw bodies at Shibley all game long and they're going to allow him to pass out of it. And they're going to force us to take three-point shots. And they're going to dare us to make them. And so I think this game just comes down to you just got to make some of them. Just some of them. You just can't miss all of them, Sam. We've said it so many times on this podcast. I I don't even know how many more times I can. But I think you're going to have to hit some of those open looks. But I think you're going to get a lot of the same looks and stuff that you did against a Kansas team who plays. We've played a couple teams now this season who have been undersized in that way. Here's where I'll say one thing. We do talk about some of these teams being a little undersized, Sam. Let's, let's also bring out the fact that Oscar Shiboy is a little undersized himself. So when we talk about maybe having this huge advantage, maybe it's not so big. When it's just Oscar, we need the whole team rebounding. When we have the whole team rebounding, that's when it becomes a major disadvantage for the other team. So that's something we're going to have to take advantage of. You Got to rebound the ball on, ba- on the defensive side. Do not allow them second chance points. If you allow them only one shot per possession on offense, I do not believe there's any way this team can score enough points to beat you. They turn the ball over a lot, like I said, so active hands in this game. I want to see the passing lanes getting clogged up, active hands in this game. You you could see another four or five steal game from Kaysen Walls if he implores the same mentality with those active hands And Sam. One thing I really wanted to bring up as well. Well, actually, before we get there, I'm going to tease it just a little bit, but I got one more thing to say, I guess. Um, you know gone over a couple numbers really to me at the end of the day this comes down to a good old fashioned sec matchup and the more physical team in this game is going to be the one that wins so you come in with that mentality we will be the more physical team tonight and you go out there and do that i think you're able to find yourself a victory but sam just another little thing i wanted to talk about and i it's been brewing for a little while so i wanted to bring it up with you but Listen, man, I think it might be time to get Antonio Reeves in the starting lineup. Like, I don't know about you, and, like, I like the role of him coming off the bench, but then last game is a game where it's, like, I just, like, sometimes I wish he was just in the game from the start, because he's such a microwave, man. Like, he's our microwave, dude. And when he gets going, like, all bets are off, man. And so, I just wanted to get your thoughts real quick, because, like, there's this weird thing going on. Like last game, I wanted Chris to play more in the second half. He didn't get as many opportunities. I thought he was our best player to start the game. And so I didn't understand why they went away from him in the second half and some of that. And so I feel like it's just, Sam, it's really funny how this stuff works. But let's just rewind all the way back to our preview before the season and your number one thing that you want to talk about. Was this little group he, that we had there with Toppin and Reeves and Livingston and like wh- who was going to play that four position and what was going on there and like we needed like the, the it's just it's there it's all there right. And we just need to find the right combination because we have such a mismatch at that position for so many teams in the country. So, Sam, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Like, I don't know if him coming in to start is the right call or am I crazy? Or, like, I just wish we could find a little bit more continuity with those couple of guys and rotating them in and out and keeping them in the right position and fresh and everything like that because I think they – they have so much to offer, and there's so many mismatches that can open up on the court because of them, and so I just want to be able to maximize all of that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's it's the question that's floating around all of Big Blue Nation right now. I mean, when we look at some of these lineups, A.J., there's there's none that's getting more attention than what everyone's calling the basketball bennies, and that's the lineup for those of you listening. That's, you know, Cason Wallace, C.J. Frederick, Antonio Reeves, Jacob Toppin, and Oscar Sheboy AJ, and we, we've we seen flashes, and we've seen the dominance of that lineup, and um, we have yet to see that be our starting five, so uh, you, you take out Antonio Reeves, and you plug in Chris Livingston, and that's been the go-to starting five, at least for, you know, the past couple of weeks, AJ, so, uh, I mean, you bring up a, a great question, it's got to be something that John Calipari is wrestling over all the time. I mean, um, you know, you're totally right. When we look at that Kansas game, there was moments that I was pleading to myself that why isn't Chris getting enough action right now? Because, you know, he finished, AJ, with 17 minutes. But then when we look at a guy like Antonio Reeves, he finishes with 30. So, you know, here's the thing. You are 100% right. Antonio Reeves is by far our biggest microwave on our team. I mean, he can find fire and really hurt another team's game plan because I'm telling you, I I know other teams are scout reporting him and saying, hey, you can't leave him because if he gets hot, That's trouble. However, he's one of those guys that can get himself open and he can create his own shot and he can get hot from the interior to the exterior. And that's what I love about his game, AJ, because although he's a knockdown shooter, the way he can set himself up maybe with a a quick dribble or a step back or a floater and then work his game back out to the perimeter, it's kind of unmatched. And I I would love to see that opportunity explored because we've seen signs, AJ, that when he – When he increases his field goal takes, he usually finds himself with a higher field goal percentage and more productivity and better numbers. I wouldn't hate to see him in the the starting five. I, I would almost plead for it at this point. I'm not saying it's do or die. I'm not saying that that might fix everything. I do think that the Part of the reason John Calipari hasn't rolled with that yet is because of the lack of team rebounding, AJ. I truly think that because when you sub out Antonio Reeves, or I guess the opposite, but Chris Livingston for Antonio Reeves, you are separating some size, some physicality, and some ability to get on the boards. I I know you guys might be sitting there saying, Sam, you're wrong when you look at the numbers, blah, blah, blah. But... I love numbers, AJ. I I throw out analytics all the time. However, you gotta know and feel and watch the game, and you cannot sit there and tell me that Chris Livingston doesn't have the tenacity, the energy, and the physicality required to rebound because although he might not come down with 10 boards a night, A.J., that's not indicative of his effort defensively trying to rebound the basketball. not saying Antonio Reeves can't do that. I am just saying we we give and take some things here. So um, I I kind of understand where John Calipari is coming from with not rolling with that lineup. I do think at this point in the season we've got to throw and package together some different – groups that can really catch fire and i think at this point why not try to give that that lineup that's really found a lot of success exactly what you're saying some more opportunities to find that continuity because we need it aj we're sitting at five and three like 14 and seven overall and we're on the bubble of making the tournament as of right now That loss to Kansas did not change a thing. We actually moved two spots up in the net adjusted ratings, AJ. So we're fine, but we have to string together some wins down the stretch and really put together a resume that's warranting a spot in the NCAA tournament. I will say, AJ, my honest take is we've got to run with that starting five. We've got to give it a try. And I really love what Chris could offer off the bench. I think that that's a guy that can bring a lot of energy, physicality, ability to get to the basket, especially when we are finding success from the perimeter and they're having to respect us because some of our guys are hitting some shots early. I think it's a unique opportunity. I absolutely love the fact that you brought it up. I mean, do you agree? Do you think this should be our starting five at least for the next game or two and and test it out or are you kind of on the fence and you're you're leaning towards we've got to stay physical until we can show that we can rebound and defend at an elite level
1: you know Sam I think uh, if I knew the answer to that question you know I might be getting paid as much as John Calipari which I am not so (laughs) I don't know if I'm valid point yeah well but here's the thing and I brought it all up and and you hit the nail on the head Sam it it, it's got to do with the rebounding and that's why Calipari likes um Chris Livingston out there with that starting five and to have that physicality. And I and I don't mind that. And that's why I'm saying I don't I don't know if if putting Antonio in the starting lineup is the right decision. You know what I mean? I think it couldn't hurt to try. I know that, but I think look, I just think that you've gotta try to do something to switch up the way in which you're bringing these guys in and out of the game, because I feel like there's always somebody one or two, maybe even three guys during a game who just like never get into that rhythm or flow or they get into it and then they go out for too long and then they don't get it back. And it's like, I feel like we could be more productive with what we have. And so I'm just trying to find the best way of getting that out of all the players. So I, you know, I'm, We'll see what that is. I know the the you know the particular lineup is very effective at times, but like you said, it's the rebounding thing. So maybe you know, Calpar is waiting till he sees that in practice and says, Hey, look, they're ready to rebound at a high level and play extreme right. high minutes, but I don't I don't know if that's the case of just hey let's just play these guys all the time and sit down everyone else. I don't think that's the answer either because I've Chris is doing some things that I love and I want him out on the court. So I just think it's 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 finding this rhythm and flow with the substitution patterns and all of that. Yeah. And maybe just as a coaching staff catering more to the specific matchups of individual teams and the players that they have and not being so sc- concerned about we have to bring this guy at this time and then he comes in at this time and and that sort of thing so we'll, we'll see how it goes but i think you know with 10 games left you have an opportunity to really get this thing down to where you want it to be and hey if this is if this is what it is I mean we've got one of the best microwaves in in the in the country coming off our bench who can play 30 minutes a game and put up 20 plus 25 plus points a game so
0: right and I, I think AJ part of it and I'm going to I'm going to preface this with he's going to find his way he's going to get hot for this team and he will be a guy that we are going to look back and say wow wow he was everything we thought he could be because he's going to find his rhythm. But I think John Calipari needs more from CJ Frederick offensively. And, and I'm not trying to cut this man down because I, I, like I'm saying, he's going to be able to find his he rhythm. He just needs to
1: hit a couple shots, Sam. That's it. But, That's but it. It,
0: it. it's starting to impact what we're doing offensively, AJ, because We have to have that trust, and I I applaud Calipari for continuing to tell CJ if you don't shoot it, I'm taking you out because you got to put that faith in your shooter's ability because otherwise you're going to start questioning if you should be shooting, and we need that kid to be that threat for this Kentucky Wildcats team. However, he hasn't done it yet, and I'm, I'm saying this because when you bring up that starting five, AJ, it's almost to the point where we should also be wondering do you take CJ out of the starting five and put Antonio in? But I I know that also is a very difficult spot Calipari and this team is in because the intangibles that CJ has been able to bring to this team, both defensively and the way he communicates and he calls out screens. It's just, he's a leader and it's tough to replicate that. So, Although we might not be getting the offensive efficiency that we were really counting on from him, it's a give and take. I do think he's going to break through. However, I think at some point we're going to have to say, hey man let's see if you can't find a rhythm coming off the bench or something because um, you might be able to get some different looks with the guys that are guarding you that are also coming off the bench for our opponents so it's something to keep in the back of our minds I will say though I have all the faith in CJ but we do need more and he knows that he knows that we can't keep getting the one for nine the one for 12 the two point games from him he's got to knock down a couple of more shots we And if he is, I'm really telling you, AJ, this team is so scary because the narrative being run that the Kentucky Wildcats don't have shooters is ludicrous. We've got two guys that have, for multiple years in college basketball, averaged over 40% from three-point range. We just need them to step up. Antonio, as of late, has really done that. I know it's kind of another not disappearing act because he still finished with 10 points, but four of those points A.J. came from the free throw line. So we needed more as well from Antonio Reeves. No one against Kansas hit a three-pointer other than Kaysen Wallace. So, you know, it, that's not the recipe. Yeah, I mean, I, I love what Kaysen does for us from us to be able to stretch the floor, but we need our shooters to shoot and knock down some shots. So I know that all works into this lineup Issue that we're facing, but it'll get worked out, especially if some of these guys can just start knocking down a couple of shots.
1: Yeah, yeah, crazy what can happen if you just knock down a couple more shots, Sam. But uh, why don't we just put a pin in that conversation? I'm sure we'll be coming back to that at some point over the next 10 games. But uh, Sam, we got one more order of business on the episode, and that is our AOK college basketball picks so why don't you take it over real quick and update all of the listeners on last week's games and our picks and how we did and the results and all that fun stuff and then uh, we'll get into our picks for this week
0: so aj uh after last week you went two and two with your picks picking up wins with the kentucky wildcats over vanderbilt as they were on the road and favored by six so you grabbed three points there for a favorite road win and cover then you grabbed two more points from the tennessee versus texas game only one of three teams that were able to find themselves in the win category in that big 12 sec challenge aj thank god that we didn't only get those that one because we had a couple of upsets come our way in the SEC that otherwise was a resounding victory for the Big 12 and easily the best conference in college basketball. But like I said, Tennessee versus Texas at home, they were favored by 5.5, A.J., and they were actually able to outright win and cover, so you're able to grab two more. So you stack up five points this past week, AJ, moving your total to 33 and a record of 13 for 24. My, I, myself, AJ, did the unthinkable. No, I did not go 4-0. I went oh for 4, AJ. A terrible showing for yours truly. I could not hit water if i fell out of a boat currently i'm gonna have to get myself right i stay at a record of nine wins for 24 i stay at 22 points you now move to an 11 point lead aj i'm gonna have to make some moves on the back half of this season to be able to catch up to you with that being said it's a new week with new matchups we got a Super Tuesday coming your way, so hit me with your first two picks of the week.
1: Did I go 0-4 one of these weeks?
0: Yes, you did, AJ. You went 0-4 week three.
1: Listen, Sam, it happens to the best of us, all right? You're in a little rut right now. You're you're following in the trajectory of... Uh, the shooting slump that Kentucky <laughs> finds himself in at times. So you'll get out of it. Don't worry. You just need to see a few of them come down. And once you see that first one drop, the floodgates are going to open. So I have total faith in you that you're going to somehow find a way to make this thing interesting down the stretch. But, uh, yeah, why don't we start off on Tuesday night, Sam? Uh, I'm going to go to a matchup in the SEC that I'm I'm very much looking forward to, and that is the Arkansas Razorbacks at home and they have they are playing host to the Texas A&M Aggie should be a very physical hard fought battle um you know I've been keeping my eye on this Arkansas te- Arkansas team Sam ever since they lost a couple of their guys you know expectations kind of fell off but this team just continues to play hard and I think that being at home I think they'll be able to pull this one out I love what I'm seeing from Texas A&M I mean Shoot, Sam, that that win's looking better and better for the Kentucky Wildcats at this point. But I think Arkansas is going to do enough to get the the win at home. I'm really liking the play of Anthony Black. He's starting to come into his own and and becoming a leader for that team. So I'm going to take the the Razorbacks in that one. And then my second game is another one in the weekdays. Uh, Wednesday night, we're going to go out to the Big East, and we have a a big-time matchup with the Xavier Musketeers and the Providence Friars. I'm going to take Xavier in this one. You know, they're at home. Again, I think this is a week where, uh, you know, a couple home teams are going to get these these victories earlier on in the week and some in some big primetime matchups for these conferences. I mean, Xavier and Providence, I believe, are both in the top 20, both sitting at the top of their – they're co- right around the top of their conference there in the Big East within one game of each other. So uh, so it's going to be a, a, quite the scene there. Yeah. Um, at Xavier, um, there in Ohio, so give me the uh, give me the Musketeers in, in that one, I'll take them over the Friars. And uh, yeah, those are my first two, Sam. So give me your, your first two picks, the ones that are that are going to get you back on track here. Yeah,
0: I'm getting back on track. And you know, when when you find yourself in a rut, AJ, you got to go back to the well of what treated you well before. So I'm going back to the Kansas Jayhawks. I was on them earlier this season. I got off of them. I know we're following a tough loss to this Kansas Jayhawks team, but they find themselves in a Super Tuesday matchup at home inside the Big 12 versus K-State, who got a lick on them earlier to start that losing game. Stretch A.J., I think they get themselves right. They get that matchup back, and they steal one back from K-State, and they really keep themselves in the driver's seat of the Big 12, AJ. So, I mean, that conference is tough. There's a lot of great competition, all reaching for that top spot of conference champion. So give me Kansas at home. I think it's just a little too much to overcome, and they're going to have a little swagger coming off of a nice road victory against the Kentucky Wildcats, unfortunately. And speaking of the Wildcats, AJ, that is my second pick of the week. I'm taking Kentucky at Ole Miss. I know we were just discussing this game, so I don't have to to break it down any further. I will say AJ hinted at it. I believe it's right around a a six-and-a-half point favorite as a road um, game, AJ, for the Kentucky Wildcats. So give me... John Calipari on the road in the SEC to improve to six and three.
1: Hey, when in doubt, just take the Wildcats. That's that's always worked for me. So, um, Sam, my next two games, I'm going to go to the weekend. Um, a lot of action throughout the week. I mean, you brought it up right there. What a what a slate on Tuesday night already. I mean, Tuesday is quickly becoming the the best night of hoops outside of Saturday. It's pretty awesome. But uh, I'm gonna go to Saturday where a lot of the the big matchups are normally this time of year. And um, we're gonna go back to that Big Twelve conference. We have a, a big time matchup. Uh, you're gonna get Oklahoma State at home against TCU. Now TCU has been. You know, a, a damn good team all season. They they did suffer a few injuries um, this past weekend in their game um, in the Big Twelve SEC Challenge. Um, Oklahoma State's at home in this one. I know they've lost some tough games this this year, but they've lost to some really good teams. Uh, that that atmosphere there in Stillwater is is pretty pretty rowdy, so I think they're going to be absolutely fired up to get a big-time win at home against TCU. and uh, So I'm going to take Oklahoma State in that game to come away with a victory on Saturday. And then, Sam, my last game, let's go to the ACC, a conference that we haven't picked a ton of games out of this year. I've, I've picked a few here and there, but um, I've got my eyes on one, and I, I just really like this Clemson Tigers team, man. They're they at home on Saturday. Against the Miami Hurricanes, Miami has struggled to go on the road at times this season. Um, their point guard, Wong, has really struggled on the road to shoot the shoot the ball consistently at home. They are just a much better team. I think they're going to struggle. Clemson finds a way to get it done. They're still sitting there at the top of that ACC conference in a year that really has no dominant team. I look for them to continue their stretch um at that top of that conference and try to be able to win this thing come down the the end of the season so uh, give me the clemson tigers in that game i'm gonna go all four home teams this week not not a ton of risk involved in this week i'm just gonna play it safe with the lead i got right now but i like a lot of these home teams this week so we'll see how we can do
0: i like it man i mean you've got the lead right now so you don't have to stretch it out with any more road victories so um i like the approach For me, AJ, I'm going to head later into the week as the number two Tennessee Volunteers play host to the number 25 Auburn Tigers. I think this is going to be a great SEC matchup. The physicality that Auburn has found themselves playing with is really going to present some problems for this Tennessee team. However, that Tennessee defense, AJ, continues to show that it is, if not in its own class, in a class of, Just the top most elite defenses in the entire country. I like their chances at home. I like what they're going to be able to do defensively. And I think they're going to get enough help from that home crowd to be able to push themselves over the edge. So give me Tennessee at home against Auburn. And then AJ, my last pick, will be actually with the number one team in the country later this week. On Saturday slate, they are hitting the road and they are taking on an in-state rival against Indiana. I like Purdue's chances. Give me the Boilermakers on the road. I think Zach Eady in that size is going to be tough for Indiana to match up with. However, AJ, I will say one thing. Indiana has really started to stretch some games together and show that they are not to be messed with, and that they can really put together a a strong outing and beat anyone in this country. However, I do think that the Purdue Boilermakers are a little too much to, too much to handle. So, those will be my last two picks in review, y'all. I will grab Kansas versus K State. I will grab. Kentucky at Ole Miss, I've got Tennessee at home versus Auburn, and I have Purdue at Indiana. A.J. has all home teams, Arkansas over Texas A&M, Xavier over Providence, Oklahoma State versus TCU, and finally, Clemson versus Miami. Let's see what we're able to put together this week, and hopefully... I don't go for four.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I doubt that'll happen. You're definitely going to get some wins this week, Sam, just like the uh, Kansas Jayhawks you were definitely due for some positive regression at this point in the season. So that's about all we have for you tonight. Before we do get out of here, just want to remind you all, you guys can go on social media and follow us, go on to Twitter and uh, follow the podcast at a. Kentucky pod. You can follow Sam there as well at Sam Brad 66. You can follow myself on Twitter as well at Andrew underscore J Bradley. I know I said this a few episodes, but we, uh, we got our YouTube page up and rolling. So if you want to watch the show at home on your computer or whatever, and you don't want to, uh, listen to it while you're out and about or on your phone in, in podcast form, just find us on YouTube. You can go to uh, just search the All Out Kentucky Podcast or um, at AO Kentucky Pod. You'll find us there. I've um, got the last couple of episodes posted up on the YouTube page. Uh, goal is to be able to do some other things outside of the original podcast itself as well to be able to put onto YouTube to get you guys that as well. So the more content we get and the more episodes we get up on there. Um, you guys can go on there and subscribe and we'll, we'll do some fun things with the YouTube. And then our website is fully up, ready to go. The All podcast.com. You can go on our website. All of our episodes will be there. We're going to post a page with articles and notes so you guys can be able to read up on our opponents and different scouting reports and some different things going on and things of that nature. So uh, if you have another place to go outside of just listening to the podcast. We want to try to have some fun with you all, bring you guys all some content. So just wanted to get that out there before we get out of here. But again, Sam, thank you for your time tonight. We, uh, geez, about 24 hours, less than 24 hours, the Cats will be back on the court. Like I said, quite the quick turnaround when you have these Saturday, Tuesday games and conference play. So, you know, we'll all be cheering on the Kentucky Wildcats. Hopefully they can get the win get the cover for you, bring you back up in the standings, boost their rank in the standings in the SEC as well, and uh, on a path to potentially stringing together some wins, potentially five, six in a row here at some point with the last 10 games in the SEC season. So Sam, again, thank you for your time tonight. Thank you for everybody listening, and go Cats. See y'all. There's only one thing left to say. O-C-A-T-S Cats, cats, cats